If you like Taste Test and you want to keep the music digestion sessions going every week and get some exclusive bonus content, stick around afterwards for details. But first, let's start the show. It is time to have a taste. Mm, have a taste. Welcome to Taste Test Live. This weekly music digestion podcast features in-depth discussions on culture, the influence of music, passionful opinions, and hot topics, along with interviews by creatives, changemakers, and artisans. My name is Damian Lamar, your host. What's jazzin'? Hello. Hey. hey. This week I'm joined in the studio with the pharaonious and the illustrious mm. MJ Baker. Illustrious. Oh. Yes, illustrious. I like that. And uh, Blue Francois extraordinaire. <laughs> Yes, that's me in the flesh. Right. So in case you don't know who they are, look them up. Look them up. Also joining in the studio is today's guest, Miguel Amieda. Hello. <laughs> A.K.A. Hello. Mass Appeal. You said it right? Yeah, I actually oh. did. Good job. I yeah, forgot you Spanish yeah, ever since yeah. you did that commercial on YouTube. No, actually, I'm a Spanish ever since I had a, a girlfriend in the fifth grade. Her name was Aida. Oh, Mm-mm. I would be a pity. I said, I forgot you speak Spanish ever since you did that YouTube commercial. Oh, yeah, my God. <laughs> For the Toro Field Festival. <laughs> no, I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been Puerto Rican since the fifth grade, since oh, I had okay, my okay. very first kiss by a Puerto Rican girl. There we go. Who had braces. She says, Damien, don't be afraid to kiss me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I like it though. Uh, yeah. So welcome in the hot seat, my friend. Thank you. Thank Glad you. Glad to me. have you here. Super stoked. So it's my understanding you have been like I think you were like a local pioneer. Jacksonville hip hop legend. <laughs> I mean, MC, yes. DJ, podcaster, yes. entrepreneur. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on, and you are just, you have this quiet, this silent disposition about you yeah. that most people don't even, they don't even know. So please do us a favor and just give give us a, an overall introduction <laughs> of everything that we've missed out on in the last, you know, 10 plus years. No doubt. <laughs> uh, my name is Mass Appeal. Um, moved to Jacksonville in 97, went to Orange Park High School. Yeah. I uh, joined the Marine Corps, left, came back, came here in 02. And really, that's when I got started. Um, I started a podcast called The Lyricist Hour. Um, I formed a group with a guy named Tub Junkie called Civil Complexity. Yep. Um, that was really like the kicker. That's what really got me into the scene. Um, and, I, and I came here from, uh, from Kansas City. That's where I was stationed at when I was in the Marines. And I, I kind of came up underneath like the Tech Nine regime. Like mm-hmm. He used to come to the open mic and and there was a couple of other people there that uh that I was able I was fortunate enough to come up under and 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 watch them so when I got here to Jacksonville um I just kind of took their uh their whole MO and was like let me apply it here um cuz people didn't it just felt like when I got here people were like I don't know how to do that and I was like oh wait I do I, I've seen it happen <laughs> right so I started throwing shows and so uh, I was you know I, I put out an album me and uh, Junkie put out an album we were trying to get stuff on the radio. It was really hard. So I was like, well, I'm going to start my own radio show. <laughs> yep. And I remember. Wow. So I did the Lyricist Hour. And it, and it was really, that was really a spinoff of um, uh, Willie Evans and, and Basic from Asimov had a show called Skill Center Radio. And that was really like the first podcast I had ever heard. But yes. It, but it wasn't really a podcast. It was on CD. And I told him, I was like, man, like this I'm about to date myself. This internet <laughs> thing is really big. You should try to put it on the internet. You could reach so many more people. And yeah, they were like, yeah. when you figure out how to put it on the internet, then you we'll come do see it. us. Yeah, yeah. Well, they 
put out a, a smash album. They were touring the world, yep. and they're like, hey, we don't care about that no more. You you take it over. And I was like, well, I can't do skill set and read it. That's y'all's. So I came up uh, with the lyricist Hour, which uh, Cuban, the poet, yep. mm-hmm. uh, actually helped me come up with that name. Um, and, I, and I did that for years, and I threw shows uh, around the city, and that kind of brought me into the age of like being like a promoter per mm-hmm. se mm-hmm. um i ended up opening or starting like a website called urban synthesis radio which was like a podcast hub and it never really took off i had a lot of issues when it when it really kicked off um but we threw a party for that uh at, like when that launched and it was called summertime in the city and that was a festival i did here in the city for major for a while and actually it's going to come back this year oh, oh sweet that's so, what's up okay be on the lookout for that but yeah um did summertime in the city did the podcast and the podcast ended up um turning into a video show uh and it was me and willie evans jr and maul jones and it was a lyricist hour um on like a video it was a video podcast we did and way before streaming was a thing before you could just so you turn your like, phone on you and truly Facebook. were a trendsetter i mean way ahead of the curve like doing things that hadn't been done here in jacksonville yeah, and I mean, I never looked at it like that. I just always like, hey, there's this lane here that's not being taken, and mm-hmm. let me just cruise on in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was always like, I, just like a, a very big advocate of like hip hop and like independent music and having something for people like us to to have a lane in. You know, was like like I said, like trying to get on a radio couldn't do it. You know, and my show did really well, and like. I remember I give one day came up to me. He was like, "Oh my God, Al Peter's in the building," and I was like, "Yeah, you know he lives in Jacksonville, right?" <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know that. He thought that Al Pete was from like New York because he had heard him on my show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that it had wow. that effect on people. Wow, you know. And so you know, I thought that was really cool to to have like this thing that people were able to use and and make their people in their own city feel dope mm-hmm. right, or, or right. assume that they were dope. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so like. Yeah, just been doing that. So I mean, I, I did that for a long time. I uh, I moved to Dallas for a mm-hmm. while, mm-hmm. Uh, for like two years. Came back. Detail. Um, and when I got back, uh, I switched it up. I was like, all right, I wasn't really focusing on rap too much anymore. I was uh, I started a thing called hip hop and hookah. Yeah, um, yeah that's dope. That was like my. I was like, I'm gonna make these hookahs, and I'm gonna just go up and show up in clubs, and I'm gonna do hookahs. And then like I couldn't get into none of the clubs because it was like. Hookahs weren't really big here yet. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to do the hookahs. And it was like, nah, we won't do smoking in the club. I'm like, no, 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 but it's hookah. It's different. They're like, nah, now every club has hookah. Right, yeah. right. Um, so I, I really couldn't find a spot. And uh, one of my homies, uh, shout out to Dave down in Icon, um, had a clothing store. Yeah. And he was like, remember, yeah. you could just set up in front of the store. And on Friday nights, we would set up in front of Icon. And it was Chomp yeah, Chomp. And it was Burrow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What was Poppy Love Smoke? Poppy Love Smoke. Poppy Love Smoke. Oh, yeah. Man. And we would literally just have a DJ playing music into the street. Mm-hmm. Downtown Jacksonville. Yeah. Xavier. Uh, DJ No Fame. Yeah. No Fame and Dialectable and Beats. Dialectable yeah. Beats, mm-hmm. yep. yep. And uh, my man Kool-Aid, he would do cool. it with me. And he he had the wireless mics. And so there was a stoplight right there. And we would just go out into the traffic and be rapping with people in the cars. And then it would circle the block park and That's they would come and up. hang out with us. So it was, it was dope. So that, that hip-hop and hookah was like the event. And it became like mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been doing a weekly hip hop and hookah event for six years now, mm. five or six years now, one mm-hmm. of those. Um, but yeah, every Friday right now it's at um, Spliff's Gastro Pub. Yeah. Uh, it's from six to nine. 
We do open mic. We play hip hop. There's hookahs. There's food. There's drinks. Um, just a chill, little cool thing. Don't cost nothing to get in. Just come hang out. Yeah. Um, but that that got me in back into DJing. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like my hip hop career started with DJing when I was younger. And I used to just like spin records and then I would flip the record over because like, man, this dude's whack, man. And I'd flip over and like, I'm going to rap to this beat. And then I just freestyle over the beat. And I was just always freestyling. And then people were like, man, you need to put out an album. So then I did. And that's kind of what got me into the rapping mode. But so so when I came back to doing the, the hip hop hookah event, like there was a times where I had to fill in a DJ for myself. And so I kind of got back into it. And now that's one of my major gigs. That's and you've obviously opened up a bunch of doors for other artists as well. Yeah. I mean, by through these through these avenues, um, like one that I can think of right now, a, a budding DJ DJ Energy. <laughs> We've had her yeah. on the show. I mean, I, I see her what she's doing, and uh, I forget what she called you, her sensei. I think she sensei. referred to sensei. sensei. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, sound yeah. bending sensei. Sound bending sensei. Yeah. I think there's something in that. Like yeah. I, when yeah. I heard that, I was like, "Ooh, that sounds so good." She's good with those. That's a, that's a good brand. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, so um, that's that's amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. I've been watching you for a long time. I and, appreciate um, it. I, 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 I've been wanting to work with you. I think I have an idea. Word. I like those. I got an idea. I like doing new things. So, so we, we'll, we'll talk you there know, we go. off the mic. There we I go. got a question for you. How does it feel, because I know, I know the resume, um, 20 years ago, you got Hip Hop Hell, we oh had the broken hip hop hell. Whoa, yeah, yeah you're going back. We yeah. had broken cipher. Yeah. We had, you know, like the wait, crack it. Was it crack it? That little. It was a freestyle battle between the like, rap groups. Oh, um, oh, um, I don't remember the name. But uh, but anyway, but you was a part of a lot of the you know emerging hip hop scene in Jacksonville, and 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 my question to you is like, what happened to Asimov and you know like. That I feel like Jacksonville could have been like a mecca for hip hop, a southern, because now the South runs everything, you know. Right, right, which but, is really funny, and I'll tell you something yeah. about that in a minute. <laughs> but um, I'll tell you about Asimov. Uh, first of all, uh, those are all my homies, man. Shout out to them. Rest in peace, Peyton. That's that's what oh, this tattoo man. is right yeah. here. Um, that's that's like my, my way to commemorate him and just you know always have him with me. But um, man, you know, Asimov, they they had a a friend who played baseball from the from Colorado Rockies. Um, he played for a couple teams. He actually okay. played for uh, the Royals at one time, okay. um, Desi Relaford. Um, but he was a baseball player. He had some funds. He was like, hey, man, you guys are my homies, and I'm going to help you on this journey. And he would, you know, press records for them. And then he ended up starting a label called Six Hole Records. Yep. And they signed, um, well, what's the guys from North Carolina? Like Little Brothers. Little, little Brothers, group. yeah, the Mistral oh, yeah. Show. Because it wasn't mm-hmm. Little Brother, but it was like. The Mistral their, Show. No, that was the name the of their album. Change? No, it was their. No. It's like the superhero joint. What do they call it? Uh, the Ninth Wonder. Um, no, I'll come back to it. But it's um, he he signed them and 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 they all were able to put out things through Six Hole, um, and Asimov put out their album. And um, the name Asimov uh, is is an inspiration from Isaac Asimov, uh, the writer from uh, I Robot. Um, and wow. but it's a very common last name. I think it's from Germany. Uh, so it's like saying Smith in okay. America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so imagine the Smiths having somebody with the last name Smith saying cease and desist. Like that's oh, kind of wow. how it was. They're like, oh, well, they didn't spell it the same the way Isaac Asimov spelled his name. They spelled it different. Um, but the estate of Isaac Asimov said, you got to change the name. And they could have gone to court 
and fought it. But Desi was at a point where I think he had just ended with the major leagues, and he was like, well, I don't really want to put a bunch of money into this court thing and lose. Oh, man. And then, mm. you know, we'll kind of be, you know, out of, out, out of money. Out of, you know, so he was just like, no. And, and they was like, no, we'll just change our names to the ABs. And I think, you know, once they did that, it, it just kind of like lost that momentum because they had a really big surge. Yeah. I um, mean, they were doing really, really well. News press. They were interviews. on tour. They were Yeah, they were doing really, really well. Um, and and they were getting older, uh, you know, like we all do. And like some of them, they were more interested in like not, they're like, we don't want to be a 40-year-old rapper. And so they wanted to kind of like butt out and do other things they were interested in. Um, there's a clothing line called Bofresco. Yep. That, that, that yeah. was a product of that. Um, but, I mean, you know, they were still doing stuff. We're still doing stuff. There's a lot of people that were still doing stuff. Uh, the industry, you know, it... When when you were talking about like that that hip hop scene like hip hop hell in that time frame like you're putting out records you're going on tour you're trying to get radio time like that's the way that the game was played but that was literally like the whole internet time so like MySpace and like Facebook was coming up and people were like you ain't gotta do that no more you can record an album in your in your living room you can get famous on Facebook and get a deal and mm. like or on MySpace and like so like I feel like the game just changed and you didn't have to be on tour and doing all these things you can just be in the house and make a, a hit song and and people will pick you up and i think it kind of changed the dynamic of like hip-hop and especially in jacksonville the way that we handle things like we were we were just old heads like now nah, we're just gonna put out records and go do shows and sell a yeah. hundred right. of these records and mm-hmm. <laughs> try to try to make our name and people are like i'm gonna get on facebook and i'm gonna go live and i'm gonna make a video <laughs> playing a guitar and I'm gonna go I'm gonna get famous from that right so um so yeah I mean man that's those uh, were great times yeah yeah those were really good times well I you know um cause you I want you to go back to we parking lot that um the comment that he made about now the south is running hip hop and you said you wanted to address uh-huh. that so I wanna hear what you were gonna say so uh was it last year Last year, I went to the Roots picnic for my birthday. No, it was the year before that. Uh, so two years ago, I went to the Roots picnic for my birthday. Oh. Um, and I've always wanted to go. I'm a huge Roots fan. Black Daughter's like my favorite rapper. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was at the Roots picnic. And I'm not sure if you guys have ever been, but it's it's a festival and there's people performing, but there's uh, there's other things going on. And one of the things that was going on is, um, and I'm going to mess up their name, but their name was like, Biscuits and gravy, or grits mm. and gravy, or grits and biscuits, something mm-hmm. like that. Grits and biscuits sounds closer. Um, but literally, we're in Philly, and they have this like hour, two hour long session of they're just playing South Booty music. And these <laughs> are people Philly. from the North, yeah. And I, and I was like, but I thought, I I didn't know. I thought that the North hated yeah. the South. Grits right. and so biscuits. I was like, grits and biscuits. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> wait, they're playing nothing but it's like I'm like just straight trap. And I was like, and like old stuff too, like just mm-hmm. straight like booty music. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah, I was so thrown back. And I was like, yo, I didn't know that. And everyone was like, yeah, no, the South runs it. And I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. Like I, I, I was out of that loop. I, did, I thought, yeah, the North still hated the South, no. <laughs> wow. especially musically. Um, but yeah, that was, so that was like a super like eye opener. I was like, dang, okay, that's really dope. That's really dope to know. Now, I have another. So I have another question because we were talking about 
you know, earlier Snoop, you know, rebranding himself. But I feel like you constantly are rebranding yourself. All the time. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like you have, I mean, I, I didn't know anything about Jacksonville artist scene until I became an artist myself. Right. So it's like I was introduced to you, I think, through hip hop and hookah, like just really the whole DJ and stuff, even though I didn't know any of the music that you guys were spinning. Right. I was lost every time. <laughs> but it sounded really good. So, um, but I feel like from there, it's like you're constantly, it's like even with Beats and Bubbly and, right. you know, the Bashman. The Bashman. The right. Bashman. Havana Nights. Havana Nights. And I do so many things, I forget about everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. and I just feel like you're consistently, you're consistent. It's like... You know what I mean? It's it's and so your name is synonymous, and now you are a sound bending sensei. <laughs> um, well, first of all, thank you very much. That's very kind. Um, I and modest too. <laughs> yeah. I um, I you know I tell people all, all the time um, that I thrive to be consistent. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And if I say I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to be there. Um, I have a lot, I get a lot of ideas. Like my brain is just always working and I'm always like I'll do something and I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily get bored of it, but I'm like, man, this new thing is around. What is this new thing? Or like I'm finding something that I'm liking and I'm like, "Oh, I wonder if I can make this into something dope." And so I'm constantly like coming up with these ideas and it's like, "Okay, what if I made this an event? Or what if how can I make this event? How can I make it dope?" Cuz I feel like Jacksonville, a lot of people complain that there's nothing to do here. And they're like, man, if I go to Miami, it's cool. If I go to Atlanta or Orlando, and it's like, well, you could go, but like, have you checked out the events that are going on here? Right. And I try to put myself in the in the shoes of a person saying those things and say, okay, well, how can I make this event feel so dope that you're like, man, I don't even have to go to Miami no more. Right. I don't have to go to Atlanta. Like, there's something in my backyard, and so, you know, I try to. I, I'm not. I'm. I don't always want to do something fancy. I'm not. That's not really my style. Like, I'm not. I'm not like the super dressed up, you know, uh, you know, bow tie event person. But when you come to it, like it's dope, mm -hmm. it's dope, and the vibe is dope, and, and and the atmosphere is dope. And I take all of those things into consideration when I'm making these events. So, you know, a place like Rain Dogs, and you're mm -hmm. doing Beast Brunch and Bubbly, like you walk yeah. in the Rain Dogs, you're like, wow, this place is really different. Like right. I, don't, I would never come in here. But then you you chill, and you're like, but this is dope. Yeah, I'm having a really good time. So you're you're right. in charge of creating great experiences, right? It's it's the experience mm -hmm. because that's that's what you leave with. Yeah, you know, when, whenever you go to do anything, it's it's the experience of, of being able to do that. And so, you know, from the bashment, like the bashment, that that whole thing was me realizing that if you wanted to hear Latin music, you had to go to Cuba Libre. Mm. If you wanted to hear reggae music, you had to go to the real thing. Mm -hmm. There was no real place that like catered to that outside of there, like right. downtown. So I was like, well, we're going to take both of those things. We're going to combine them mm -hmm. and we're going to make an event about it and we're going to bring it downtown. That way you can be you can be in one place and hear a little bit of everything. And then that way you don't have to go. You don't have to leave Cuba Libre to go to the real team to catch that. Like you can right. be in all in one spot. And so, you know, yeah. and then from there, it's just like, well, how, let's add food to it and let's add mm -hmm. vendors to it. And, you know, so that's what it's about to me. It's just like when you come to one of my events, I want you to walk in and be like, Okay, like I'm, I'm able to, you know, feel this culture that's in here, you know, right. and um, and, and I also don't take things very lightly. Like I, I I'm a, a perfectionist to a point, but um, I'm not a super perfectionist. But but I do like if I'm gonna do something, I'm going to do my research about it. I had a 
shirt thing at one point and I had never touched a, a press in my life. I watched like a hundred YouTube videos and the day it came in, I, I was able to press shirts like a pro and it's because I'll take that time to do the research. I want to do it right. Yeah. I want to do it right the first time. Mm-hmm. That's me. Like mm-hmm. I, I'd rather wait Right. And then do it That's good. instead of just throw it out there. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. So, so yeah, what's next? Like, I mean, you, you obviously <laughs> hinted at the return of a summer event. Right. Um, so summertime in the city this year, um, trying to lock down a venue, um, but trying to, again, like even change that up. Like uh, summertime in the city in the past was more like a musical uh, concert series and it was an all-day thing, but it was always all the elements of hip-hop. There was a two-on-two b-boy battle. Um, there's graffiti that's done live. Um, there's DJs. There's MCs. And so I, I still want to keep those elements, but I kind of want to expand it because I feel like, number one, hip-hop has so many facets uh, that that they're never really, like, recognized. Um, so I want to add production. I kind of want to add fashion to it. And I want it to be an event that, you know, it's always been, like, an event that's, like, you know, family friendly. Come, everybody come out. Mm-hmm. Um, at nighttime, like the MCs kind of get on, and so it's like, okay, well, maybe like after eight o'clock, you know, the kids can go home. But like coming out to and experiencing like a two-on-two b-boy battle, um, experiencing um, somebody doing graffiti live, like you've never seen it, you just drive past it sometimes. Right. But, like capturing somebody doing that, and I, and I feel like the culture has changed, and like, you know, you doing graffiti in the past was a felony. Right. And exactly. now companies pay you to come do it on the right. side of the building yeah you know what i'm saying and that's and that's <laughs> yeah great yeah and that's and that's because you know that's that's what hip-hop did that was changing that culture culture you know when you you think back about it like they hated graffiti people and and it took hip-hop you know um embracing it and, and glorifying it mm-hmm. for people to realize hey this is art mm-hmm. and we should have this mm-hmm. and so now it's a thing um and also creating space you know it's all about creating spaces for these things you know and just having uh, the ability for people to express their art form, you know, yeah. people, they don't always have that. And that's kind of, you know, another thing that drives me is like, you know, you're doing an art form and there might not be something that's readily available for you to, to do it. Let's, let's make something I like. That's what I like to do. Yeah. You know, so well, good job. man. I think you're doing it very, very well. And, I appreciate uh, it. You, you just, like I said, at the beginning, when we first started talking, you have this silent, it's like this, <laughs> this very calculated, real silent, you're a silent you move very very slowly like a like like almost like a serpent right and then before you strike right and uh and i like that i like it it's admired i appreciate it i'm I'm very big on like uh i don't i don't want to talk up anything unless i'm about to do it you Mm -hmm. know so if you hear me talking about it like it's in the works um and i i'm i don't like i'm not i'm not very good at like talking about myself and like I think you did a great job today. Bragging about myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, you did a good job. Yeah, I appreciate it because it's tough. It's tough. Like I, I just feel like sometimes it can be a little overbearing, and so I just personally, I'd rather just speak through um, my work. I'm not. I, I can't paint. I can DJ. I can rap, but I feel like my events are my canvas, and so it's like you know, you don't really know until you go and you experience it. Yeah. Like, that's how you get to see it. And yeah. So that's beautiful. Now, I I, I, okay, so now that you said that, I have a, qu- a question because you are a pioneer and OG, as they say, <laughs> yeah. And within the hip hop community, within the community, art artist community, and so with that, do you believe that now, as an as a hip hop artist, that you cannot just be one 
one way. Like, you have to be multifaceted in order to survive. Like, it can't just be based right. on your talent. You have to have more. Um, I think that I think that it's a thing where if you're really, really good at something, no, you can be one thing. You could be a Kendrick Lamar and be a rapper and just be a straight rapper. Or you could be someone that makes beats and raps. You could be a Kanye West. Um, but to survive, you know, to me, it's all about being somebody. You got to be comfortable in what you want to do. You have to be comfortable in how you're going to live. For me, I'm not rich. I don't drive fancy cars, but I, I love my life. Like what I'm doing right now pays my bills and I'm able to do it. And, and so it takes me doing a couple of different things, but I enjoy doing all those different things. So I think that, um, you know, for me, that works. Yeah. But for some people, they're really good at painting and that's all they need to do. And they can do that for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I'm not that good, <laughs> but I, I'm great at doing a. I'm I'm like what is it the the jack of all trades, but a master of none. Yeah. That's me. Mm -hmm. I'm really good at a lot of things, but I, there's not like one thing that I'm just like the master of that I'm just gonna do that for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So gotcha. Well, you know what you should do. <laughs> What's that? From today, now that you came here, you might want to start documenting because you know, um, right. Damien yeah. posted a. Wait, what what year was that? That was 2004. 2004? Yeah, I posted a video from when I performed at Boomtown. Wow. During a nocturnal escape night. I remember and those. during that time, you was doing your thing, and then you and Tough Junkie released the album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Complex Theory. That, yeah, because I went to high school with Tough Junkie, so, so when you... Funny story about Blue. Now, I, I, I didn't know him. <laughs> um, the very one of the very first times I met him was in a mall in the avenues, and he knew somebody that I was there with, uh, a friend of mine named Nate. And um, we, we, we just like bumped into each other and we're like standing there talking. And then he looked at me and he goes, you're the guy with an album with a boot on it. And I was like, that's <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. I was like, damn, you got that? He was like, oh, yeah, man, the, the, the bootlegged album. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and like that was like the first time like in public that someone just like recognized me. And I was like, I talked about that forever. Yeah, but And I never said that to him, but like forever. Like I was like, yo, somebody came up to the mall and was like, yo, you're the guy that's got that album. <laughs> yeah, because that's people dope. like MJ... Damien, even you, like y'all changing the game and being around the industry. I just really appreciate my city now. Like I really appreciate people who's really good at what they do. And, you know, I have probably been knowing MJ for like probably at least six years because MJ have done a lot for me, Word. like holding me down on shows. And then Damien been there for me, introducing me to music. And then as far as hip hop, like, you know, like when I because when I've met you, I went to high school with Tough Junkie. Right. So. And then five, ten years later, I listened to, I had happened to find, I had moved, I found some of the stuff y'all did. And I was like, this is, um, like, y'all was doing hip-hop, like, the, the you know, Little Brothers, like, how the, right. the Foreign Exchange. Y'all was doing that, like, the crazy samples mm -hmm. and, you know, um, you know, uh, the DJ No Fame right. is the boyfriend to my the mother of my child. So so just being able to like see like I I respect him for music. So when I'm around Damien, I, I have a renewed interest in listening to their music. And you know like I, I have all, I have both of their if y'all look at my iTunes, I have both of their albums saved in my phone. Nice. I listen to it because I'm like I'm gonna just get streams going. Like I, I really appreciate them. Can you we duplicate him? Can yeah. we duplicate him? Pass him out in Jacksonville. So, but I'm saying all that to say is I feel like that you should document 
everything you're doing because 20 years from now, like when I seen that video, it brought back because I was I was probably there. Yeah, I was probably yeah. there. It and, was super late too because I was I was I, I went I was going down memory lane. Yeah, it was so and, dope. And it was like one o'clock in the morning, and I was super super tired. But I'm like I was I was so you know sometimes you're like overtired, right? Where you really can't sleep. And I started going through my YouTube channel, yeah. seeing what I could like. Okay, how many views I got on this? Yeah, maybe I, I should take this video I down. Jumped, didn't it? And I saw that video. I don't. I don't even know because I'm never in the numbers. Like I, I it only had like 156 views right. since it's been up online. Like right. it's not like super popular. But when I watched myself perform, that was the first time that the that was my most raw, raw, uncut, uncut, like emote, like like. It, it's a you song was about dump, mentally. Dump, I was. I really was. I really was. I <laughs> but mean, it sounded seriously. good though. It was a. It was a. It's a song about dumper's remorse. Mm. Like I had done. I was in a relationship, and I knew in this particular relationship that this person was going to be going off to college. Like to and pursue messing a, around. Uh, not even that. No, just just going off to college and was going to really, really pursue something major. And I knew that the relationship was going to be short lived. So I just started doing stupid shit. Mm. Yeah, I can, I'll bleep myself out. But I, I just started doing crazy stuff. And it was like, okay, let me just go ahead and just end a relationship. <laughs> right. Because you, you, knew, know, you knew there was, was going to be, end. it was going to, it was going to end anyway. So right. let me just do some stupid shit just to, you know. And, and then after it was over, I was like, that was stupid. Like, that was just, <laughs> why did you do that? Like, you, you, you ruined a friendship. Right. You know, and, and that, then I was like, come back to me. Come back. That's yeah, the that's song. Not, like, yeah. Come back. Right. Come back. You know, you know can't back. you, can't you, and then one of my favorite lines is, help me from falling in and out of love. Mm. That You know, it's like a plea right in the middle of the song toward the end. Everybody listening, go yeah. click on, go to Damien Lamar page on Facebook and click on it. Or even search Damien Lamar on Boomtown. Oh, YouTube. Is it, is it? YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Come back to me by Damien Lamar on, on YouTube. Yeah, man. So, and yeah. It's, it's me and the guitar and I'm, and I'm doing the same guitar song yeah. now, you know, that was Nick Jones, Nicholas uh-huh. Jones. Uh-huh. Uh, produced my first album, um, Convinced, back in 2006. Long story there, but anyway, I mean, yeah. we've been we've been at it for a, yeah, a hot a minute, time. man. Yeah. You know, and long time. it's nice to see someone who's still relevant and who still pushes the envelope, right. who still says, "Okay, I reached a closed door here. I'm just gonna open. I'm just gonna create my own door." That's right. right. You know what I mean? I like that. I'm That's inspired right. by that because it. This town needs more of that. It's right. nice to see somebody literally create something out of nothing. Right. And then also, too, I, I love the fact that, like, it's a difference between, you know, someone who rebrands themselves and then a person who just gives up and says, let me get a job at Blue Cross. Or, right. right. Yeah, let me just go into corporate America. But to be able to still say, you know what? No, this is what I love to do. And, you know, and it's like, it's like, because when I saw Mass at, because this, I think I went a couple of weeks ago was my first time at Beats and Bubbly and. Amazing. Yeah. And the first time where I wasn't either sleeping in from a gig or <laughs> right, <laughs> trying right. to run to a right, gig right, in the right. middle of the day. So I said, I'm going to get up. You know, I have a day off and I'm going to go. So when I, when I went, you know, it. The atmosphere was so dope, and it's like the music that was playing, and then how uh, Jihan DJ Energy creates her her personal uh, right. atmosphere. But then to see Mass, I was surprised to see him behind the counter, pouring serving, them drinks, pouring drink. And let me tell you something. It's like that cheer. Hey, moment. everybody! Right. Let me tell bar. you something, everybody. 
if you think you get a nice mimosa, mm. you mm. just go to Rain Dogs for that beets and bubbly. You let me tell you, that thing had me so happy. That thing had me so happy. I was hugging and kissing everybody <laughs> off of one. Let me tell you, the, I didn't. One. I wanted to tell you this. I had so ten dollars <laughs> all you can drink. Six flavors. And and and, and, the, and the brother makes a mimosa. Oh, he oh, yeah. makes a mimosa. So I had, I think, three or four. Oh, and I was faded, faded at yeah. the table with Al Pete. And yeah. he got me faded. On, I was, <laughs> I went home. Actually, I, I stand corrected. I, uh-uh, you can go home. I didn't go straight home. I stopped at Wildcrafters, the booze-free bar, because I was already <laughs> boozed up. <laughs> right. And I needed to kind of chill out a little <laughs> bit. Right? So I get to Wildcrafters and... Uh, young at the, the owner of Wildcraft, he's like, You want me to call you an Uber? I said, I said, I'm that. F- <laughs> and he goes, Yeah. I said, I guess I better get in my car and go home. Like, well, I, oh, and yeah. thankfully, I don't live that far from there. Right. I talked to him. I like, he was, I think he was driving home and I called. Oh, I don't even remember that phone call. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it. Listen, I called him and I said, oh, I said, Hey, I said, Are you just, are you just leaving, um, you know, Beats and Bubbly? And he was like, I'm <laughs> and I was like, I just started laughing and I was like, okay. Because that's you doing this like a rare case. It takes a lot. It it, I mean, a whole lot. They're strong. Um, so, oh. number one, guys, uh, if you're listening in, uh, we do not advocate you driving and drinking. No. Uh, but um, <laughs> if, you're, if you're planning on coming to Beats and Bubbly, make sure you eat something and uh, you might need Definitely to call Uber. And something. I ate something. I know. We have food that went, day, right? I went to Tomotis. Oh, you, oh, you went to Tomotis, yeah. The, the, yeah, the, the fried shrimp bang bang. And, and you know, I tried to, <laughs> I tried to like stop that. Listen, it didn't work. Uh, it's, it's tough because I'm going to get you there. I'm gonna get you there. It's a good time, and yeah, I appreciate y'all is. coming. It's a, uh, you know, I I started that shift because I needed. To, I, first of all, thank shout out to Bank of America for laying me off. Um, that's what really drove me to do <laughs> right, a lot of things that yeah. I do. Um, but I got uh, I got laid off, and I needed. I was I was DJing, but I wasn't making enough money that, that that I could live. So I was like, I need to find something else, and I took that shift. And that shift used to I used to get paid twenty bucks. For like the first like month I was there, just twenty dollars only. It, it was just like because we we worked for tips there, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So it was like you know I would make about twenty dollars in tips, and like I would put away the stock. I would basically open the bar for the person that was coming in, and I was like, nah, I I can make this something. And you know now it's like a almost a thousand. It's almost a thousand dollar a day. That's beautiful. You know, so, um, and it's it's from twelve to four. So you know, it's it's a good time. You can wake up. You ain't gotta be worried about getting up early. Mm-hmm. Right. Get up, you come out there. You can bring yourself some food. Sometimes we have a chef catering, but DJs are always gonna be dope. Um, the mimosas always gonna be on point. Never. Uh, that's what you call it on point. That's it. On that point. was Liddy. It was Liddy. Liddy taking off point. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So take a quick moment and tell everybody who's listening because I'm I'm sure we're like okay how can we how can we find you like give us your social media website absolutely well yeah. you know the easiest way to find me uh, djmassappeal.com um, I wanted to have massappeal.com literally since like 1999 that domain has been taken uh, by some guy that does um, art shout out to him I don't know him but he would never give it up and then finally. He sold it to some company, and it redirects to some other thing. So my massappeal.com just redirects to some company thing. But you can go to DJ Mass Appeal with one S, M-A-S-A-P-P-E-A-L.com. Uh, you'll be able to find uh, all my social media. It's got links to all of that. Uh, where I'm DJing next, um, links to my mixes. Uh, I do a SoundCloud mix. Uh 
twice a month. That's that's the goal for the, the, the for cloud sessions. The cloud sessions and episode one hundred is going to, at Wild Crafters uh, March fifth, and we're sure. going to be uh, featuring Rashawn Medlock. He's going to be doing uh, his album release called Hymns. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's awesome. going to be it's going to be an album release slash hundred episode party. Uh, it's free. Come out Wild Crafters March fifth starts at seven o'clock. Um, also, want to shout out uh, the Performers Academy. Um, I'm blessed. I get to teach lyricism uh, for a living. That's kind of nice. what I do now. Nice. Uh, I work with um, the youth. Uh, I, I teach um, at DuPont. Uh, I teach uh, at uh, Job Corps. Um, and I'm trying to empower youth and, and help them uh, with you know issues uh, by using lyricism. Uh, and I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. And I have to shout out Ebony Payne for putting me on and, and doing that. And... Um, you know, if you guys are interested in that, if you have any teens that you think that would be uh, interested, it's an after-school program. It's free, and you can go to theperformersacademy.org, uh, and you can sign uh, your your child up, and they just need a, a ride there, but it's absolutely free. Um, and there's not just lyricism. There's art. There's dance. There's uh, painting. Uh, there's a bunch of different. Uh, there's theater. So check that out, and I appreciate you guys oh, man. for having thank me. Thank you so, so much. much. Yeah, thank you for coming yeah. and, and, like, inspiring us yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired I got this renewed uh, definitely for sure you know like it means a lot thank you Bank yeah, of America for well, <laughs> wait, wait, what's the what's the what's the Duval sound me 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 <laughs> Shout out to Bank of America for laying off yes. mass appeal. Yes, that, that, <laughs> was, that was a catapult. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this was good. So I have to say, if you if you like what you heard and are you interested in being on Taste Test Live, or if you know somebody who might want to promote an upcoming single, or you want to turn us on to some great music. Head over to our website at tastetest.live and fill out the form on our contact page. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Taste Test Radio. Just search Taste Test Live and subscribe to our channel. You'll get notified the moment we release an episode. If you really love what you heard, please leave us an iTunes review and make it five stars. We'd appreciate that. Yep, that'll that'll do it for us this on this episode of Taste Test Live. And um, really, really, really appreciate Mass Appeal for coming by and, Again. and dropping the knowledge and, uh, and giving us all hope. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Sensei. There we go. Thank y'all again so much. Taste Test Live is a fully syndicated podcast and is on podcast services or wherever you listen to your podcasts.